passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Kingdom of Pod here on the Believe Podcast Network. Coming up, quick conversation about all things Brian Harson, from his time at Boise State up until his time at Auburn and the unbelievable events that have unfolded after the last week or so, plus a reaction to the Super Bowl, which was completed yesterday uh, in Los Angeles. Get to Brian Harson, but welcome to Flower Mound, Texas. This is the Kingdom of Pod Boise State football podcast, uh, typically weekly, depends upon the news events of the day. I like to uh, get to things that have a little meat on the bone, you could say. And in the case of Brian Harson, I think there is plenty because uh, best description I can give on where we're at with Harson is I think he's a puzzle that I want to see if I can't put some of the pieces together with you. Hey, football might be over, but betting on basketball is a slam dunk. Get the latest college and pro odds, totals, and player performance props all in one place. You can even bet on where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. Bet Online, your betting source for basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right up to the Olympic coverage as well. Vegas Casino Games 2, Bet Online is where you'll see it. It's your number one online wagering destination. And I do want to remind you about Row Paint. Over 20 years ago, Andy Rowe started Row Paint in Boise. And steadily, methodically, and heroically, Andy and his team have built this business up to handle more and more uh, industrial painting, commercial, residential, uh, facility maintenance, paint jobs. So a lot of commercial and residential. And eventually now, Andy, uh, I think, is the title sponsor for the studio sponsorship at KTIK Radio. I remember when Andy arrived in the lobby at KTIK Radio in downtown Boise, and I met him, and Andy started running ads uh, during the 3 to 6 o'clock show, Idaho Sports Talk, to help grow his business. And look at him now. Really worked. And RowPaint.com is that title sponsor. He's a big player in the paint business and Boise State Athletics' official paint and coatings company, Andy and RowPaint.com. They know it pays to stick and stay. Congratulations to Andy and his team at RowPaint.com. Power in people, pride in painting. Let's move into Brian Harson, then a comment or two about the uh, Super Bowl and the Rams win and some halftime show stuff. But, you know, the puzzle that is Brian Harson, I think is quite understandable that there's 
a real division on opinion. Of course, I, I may have had different access points to people who've either worked with, for, or around Brian Harson, or played for him, or guys that played with him just because of the nature of the media business uh, that I was in. Uh, I know him personally. I don't know him that well. He's not that kind of a person. But I thought, you know, given all the things that have been reported about him, you know, here's what I do know. And I just thought that this kind of commentary may help you know him a little bit more. But what we knew of him at Boise State was written about recently. I think the statesman pointed it out about all the coaches that left. And I remember when former players were tweeting out that he was a jerk, wasn't liked, nobody liked him, however they wanted to frame that. And I think that was one of the first, oh, cracks in the dam for some people that, oh, my God, players don't like him. Well, he was being contrasted at that given time in the history of Boise State football directly with Coach Pete, who had a very unique and um, historical historical run at Boise State where his ability to touch people and have a highly successful disciplined program sort of came together and most of us appreciated Coach Pete if you came to know him you know and I say most of us because I never I mean I didn't talk to everybody he knew I'm sure somebody didn't like him you know um, but uh, that was not necessarily the norm you didn't hear many people ever getting negative about Coach Pete. That's a gift. That was a special thing. But here comes Brian Harson, who did not have that style. And so he was going to be contrasted with that. He was never going to win because he was always going to fall somewhat short. But his style was dramatically different in some ways. And I think he may have suffered even more from just that transition. Uh, as time went on, Harson's style grew. And he started calling out fans on social media. He called them twittiots, for example. And I think he was just stating that he wasn't going to respond to what people in so, uh, may have said about him, to him, or for him in social media. Uh, he didn't think necessarily their opinions were worth commenting on, that they weren't well-researched or they uh, hadn't sort of paid their price and shouldn't be in a position to have those kinds of opinions. Well, of course, I've been in the opinion business, and I've made some pretty bad opinions well-known. I've had some decent ones and some great ones. And that's one of the reasons I think I'm not necessarily not necessarily involved. I'm not doing a daily radio show anymore. I don't want to get involved in that anymore. I don't want to be commenting on other people so constantly with a limited amount of information that I have. And I want to do things, not just talk about uh, people and things. So... It's difficult in, in the world that we live in now with how comments come about. And I think when we get to the Auburn piece of this, we'll, we'll get some of the ugliest parts of it. But I think at the end of the day, Coach Arson was the type of coach that wasn't beloved because he, A, he wasn't Coach Pete in his ability to capture the personal relationships with people. And B, he never won as much as Coach Pete. And that wasn't going to work as well for a lot of people. So you'd start looking for reasons and some players, coaches, didn't like him. You know, they just didn't like him. And I don't think Coach Harson ever worked at being liked that I could tell. I don't even know that Coach Harson really worked at being respected. He just went about his business his own way and didn't really worry about many other people around him. That doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but his 
commitment to work and his commitment to winning and his commitment to grinding it out could really never be questioned. And some of the people that did have issues with that, former coaches and or players, was because of that. He was fairly impersonal about asking people to do an extraordinary amount of work that for them uh, seemed like it was never enough. I think some fans do want to love their coach. They enjoy that part of being a fan. And so they were always going to have a vacancy when it came to Brian Harson. I think other fans don't look to have a relationship with Brian Harson. They just want him to coach the team and win. Now, boosters, whole different ball game. Every booster has a little different twist, but it isn't to me the the the, the it's the norm amongst boosters. They want to know the coach. And they want to have a relationship with him to some degree. And I don't know, outside of a few formal Boise State events, how much time that Brian Harson spent on that. Always surprised me because here's a guy that grew up here, probably had a lot of business contacts in the community that he'd went to high school with or Boise State with and had been here so long that he'd have come in contact with. Never really cultivated that kind of a network of influence. Uh, didn't feel like, A, it was important enough to do. So whether he felt comfortable, uncomfortable, uh, competent, incompetent towards creating those kinds of relationships, I think is immaterial because I really believe that Harson looked at that like, not my job. I can influence booster relationships by winning, and I want to spend all my time on just that. Well, there are certain schools where that doesn't fly, Boise State, I think is one where you can get away with some of that, but I think in the long run it hurt him. Uh, the lack of relationships in the community of, amongst the folks who had all kinds of money uh, could have changed how some of the things were done. But I feel part of Harson's strategy was to force the university to cultivate their own resources to engage boosters and make a relationship with them that, frankly, would even be more lasting because it wouldn't be on his back. And there is a lot of sense to that. But given the lack of resources that the university had in hiring people and paying uh, people to go out and find money for Boise State, you know, it was difficult for them to do that. And I think they would have, they really needed him as that kind of a fundraising resource. And I don't think he was willing to do it. And I can understand his perspective. He may not have expressed it, but I wonder if it wasn't, you guys will never get ahead long term unless somebody tells you, you've got to do this on your own. I do think that's part of the reason that Coach Peterson took off. It's just it was way too much weight on one man's shoulders, and he had a lot more weight on his than Brian Harson did. So not bad, good, or indifferent. I just think they're two different guys, and you know some of the nonprofit stuff that Pete did, like the, the Coach Pete run uh, that he would do on his own time, the Make-A-Wish stuff because he was so impacted, I believe, by what happened to his young son and – how he worked with the local doctors and the hospital community and really probably faced his own fears over losing his son. He ultimately did uh, beat, uh, I think it was a some type of, I know it was a challenge in his brain. I don't know if it was cancer or not, but it was a life-threatening situation that was overcome. And so Coach Pete went through quite a bit there, and it was putting him in touch probably with more uh, people, but Brian Harson had the test of time growing up in this area, uh, yet 
maybe that wasn't his style and it didn't necessarily work out for him. Now, you know, that all being said, Auburn comes flying by through a connection with his agent, no doubt, and they do their due diligence on Brian Harson. They, if they didn't, that's their problem, but they should have known exactly who they were getting. I think he fit the mold of what they wanted, though, and of the people in power, and that's why they hired Brian Harson. Hey, nothing's more important than your peace of mind. That's why NordVPN is here. It gives you peace of mind while you're online. Internet threats demand our attentions, and you need to get the best VPN you can. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service. It's the fastest connectivity, the most servers, next-gen encryption. It makes sure that everything you do online stays secure, and NordVPN works on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. So NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth will make it so that you never have to worry about slow connections either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't know what VPN is, basically it's going to protect your computer when you're out there horsing around on Wi-Fi everywhere and people are stealing your information. <laughs> That's the bottom line. All right. This, the Kingdom of Pod, please like, review, review, uh, pass along the Kingdom of Pod on wherever you subscribe to it. You can also send me a uh, email. Just search the Kingdom of Pod online and you'll see how to subscribe to it and we'll send you each uh, edition of the Kingdom of Pod. Well, what did we know of Brian Harson once he took off for Auburn? I realize there's a percentage of fans that check out because he was no longer the head coach at Boise State. He's the head coach at Auburn. So, you know, why would they care uh, where he's coaching and what he's doing anymore? I, I have a personal relationship with him, so I'm going to have a little different audit trail towards that. And, and I, I have a little special place, in, in you know, in the way I look at coaches for – guys I've had a personal relationship with, and even more so, i followed Brian Harson since he was in high school when he was playing quarterback at Capitol High. So I had an appreciation for him, personality notwithstanding. He's a player at Boise State. He played there. That's his alma mater. He graduated from there. He represents that school, and he will for the rest of his life. So I have a certain amount of respect for that. So... You know, Auburn should have known what they were getting into. They they knew that they were getting somebody like Carson, and when they talked to him about the job and they were going to give it to him, they said, you know, you need some SEC-experienced people on your staff, and I think Carson knew that as well, and he tried that. And and I think Carson bought into it, and I also think he was forced into it in certain situations, like hiring uh, some of the older staff, and there wasn't a match, and to his credit, uh, he got rid of him fairly quickly. And I don't think that, you know, Auburn was surprised that by reputation, uh, Harson was hard to work with. And he wasn't going to sell his work uh, to the fans who follow Auburn football. Um, and one of the areas where uh, the fans were on about w what Brian Harson wasn't doing for them beyond winning enough games, which you just look at his record and see that. But, the recruiting uh, people want to point at was one of the reasons people wanted him fired immediately because he didn't do well enough in recruiting. Well, that would require you 
as the person evaluating Brian Harson's recruiting efforts to buy into other people's evaluations of his recruiting. So most coaches would tell you that the folks who work with the recruiting services and hand out grades and stars are crazy. It, it's, it, they don't have the knowledge and expertise. And in general, uh, they, they don't find it to be a way to evaluate how somebody's doing. So I think most coaches would subscribe uh, to that theory. And on the, at the same time, I'm sure he missed on some kids that he should have got. But I think that was a smokescreen. I think the recruiting stuff was something to point at that was a lightning rod issue that would have been a popular issue because, of course, all Auburn fans take pride in winning some recruiting ranking in how they did in December or February against other SEC schools. Now, Harson wasn't going to feed into any of that. He wasn't going to waste his time and get involved in feeding the beast and how well he was recruiting versus somebody else. His record, I think he defended to some degree, but he fairly flatly said, this is not the expectation I had. We did not perform well enough, and we need to get better at it. So to me, what really started happening to Brian Harson was after the season was over, I don't know how much he went out of his way to talk to some of these boosters who are closest to the program. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't go out of his way at all. And so they weren't thrilled with not having their guy in there anyway because it limits their access, it limits their fun, it limits their power because they don't get inside information they can tell their friends all about, and they're given all this money. So they looked at, how can I get rid of this guy? Well, here's another opportunity for us to get rid of him. He didn't go to the Georgia High School Coaches Convention. Um, he got killed in recruiting according to what? ESPN, 247 Sports, Rivals, you know, I don't know, but they saw those opportunities and said, let's take advantage of it. They also took advantage of not shooting down rumors that somehow he was having an inappropriate relationship with one of his assistants. So they didn't take the time or effort to shoot that down. They just let it grow because it helped them get what they want, and that was a head coach in there that they could have a better relationship with because it limits their fun and interaction, and they think they could do better with another coach for themselves first and for the program. And if they were really thinking about the Auburn football program, they would never treat head coaches the way they have at that school because it's not necessarily going to build them into being the next Alabama, which to me, there's a lot of luck in that that that, that, that all worked out, that they got an exhibit in there to do it. So that, I, that that's a once-in-a-lifetime UCLA, Kentucky basketball, um, rare situation. But – so here he is uh, after the season, loses the bowl game, uh, doesn't get the right recruits for the right recruiting service rankings, and he's not interacting with these boosters, and they don't like it. And so they're getting restless, and they find a sympathetic ear or two in the administration at Auburn, and they want to they get rid of him. And he doesn't have any so-called friends or enough of them in the highest reaches of who gives the most amount of money from Auburn. And, you know, at Auburn, the boosters are separate from the administration despite what they may think. And I think by hiring Brian Harson, they tried to put Brian Harson in between the administration and the boosters, and they knew by hiring somebody like him, an outsider, that those boosters weren't going to get what they wanted. And 
That's the decision Auburn made when they hired him. So why would they bail on it now? Now, when the boosters were talking about all the problems coming out of former coaches' mouths, former players tweeting uh, Twitter accounts, they saw another opportunity to, hey, this place is in disarray. Look at the look at the stuff being said about us. <laughs> I mean, that could have been shut down at the administration level. You're not going to listen to any of that. But they want the money. They got to listen. I think that's the problem with a lot of college football programs, specifically at, at Texas and other parts of the South. To get the money, they got to give up power. And once you give up power to too many different people, you become – Nothing, because you're trying to be all things to everybody and do it in every other person's to every other person's liking. That's no way to run a program, and it's very, very difficult. And I think they've got themselves in a tough situation over it. So, you know, boosters in general, I think at Auburn, thrive on conflict. It makes them feel more engaged, makes them feel more important. I did that. They're saying this about us. And all of these childish behaviors, but... What else do they have? It's not like they can root on the NFL team around the corner. No, this is their plaything. They give it a lot of money, and they take control of it, and they want to have impact on it. And That's the way it is. And and Brian Harson uh, was the guy that wasn't playing ball with that, and that's why he was hired. And they thought, hey, he's had enough problems here recently. Let's try to get rid of him again. And the interim president looked into it so he could save face with all those money people. The rumors or innuendo or tweets, random tweets about some relationship with an assistant that I always thought was ridiculous, knowing him, uh, maybe they felt compelled they had to look into because there were enough people that wanted to think there was smoke and fire all in one tweet. I, I, that they never discussed. Most reputable media people stayed so far away from that allegation, that, you know, it would scare you. But that's what took all the attention and made it more interesting for some people. So that's the end of the day. Uh, where he was at, I think the administration looked at it and said, hey, we, we told these guys we don't have enough to fire this guy, and we can't just give him $18 million. We, guys, we've, that would be $40 million we've given coaches. That's ridiculous. We're going to get ourselves in a lot of trouble, and we don't want to go liquidating our endowment for this kind of stuff. So I think they decided to to live with it and probably make his life somewhat miserable. They picked the wrong guy. I can almost guarantee you that. <laughs> He'll ignore all that stuff. Now, if they don't give him the kind of money he needs to hire assistants and all that, then that will be a power struggle, and I hope those things don't happen to him, but um, they could. So he's back. Uh, he's got the ultimate scenario potentially for himself where – it's an us-against-them mentality. Uh, it's the biggest chip on anybody's shoulder that what's remaining of his program, of the players that are there, they do like him or his coaches or himself, and they could put uh, efforts together on the field that are just filled with uh, emotions and vengeance and aggressiveness and all that. So it'll be very interesting to see how that unfolds. We all saw the Super Bowl unfolded, and, and, and quickly I will just say what made me most excited was it was a win for the L.A. Rams, not the St. Louis Rams, the L.A. Rams, uh, a team that, that I watched growing up as a kid in Los Angeles. Once the L.A. Rams moved to Anaheim, I disconnected. 
Uh, I was a downtown Los Angeles guy. I lived near there. I worked down there with my dad. So I went to the games at the Coliseum. When they moved to Anaheim, I was like moving to the other end of the earth. It was going to join the California Angels. I was a Dodgers guy. I like the Angels too, but you're just going too far away. And once they went to St. Louis, I was really done. And for the Rams to win this as a Los Angeles Rams uh, professional team, that was the ultimate. And the halftime show to me just meant a lot more because those were uh, West Coast rappers. They were representing L.A. There were songs about Los Angeles. They were the icons of the hip-hop industry that had changed the course of the world through their music. I mean the world. And they were on the biggest stage in the world outside of a World Cup match but they were on the second biggest stage perhaps in the world and they were singing their songs and it was stuff we all knew. I thought it was highly impactful and enjoyed it thoroughly. So that is the kingdom of pot. Thanks to the folks at bet online. And as news breaks, I'll get more of these out, but enjoy this, pass it along, rate it, review it. The kingdom of pot here brought to you by the believe uh, network. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.